Welcome everyone to the Inquire, Inspire, Innovate podcast, also known as the Three Eyes. We're your hosts, Justin Clark. And I'm Marin Jubis, and we're teachers at the Holidays for Area School District. The Three Eyes podcast shares instructional strategies and tips and tricks for teachers transitioning to a digital classroom. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Inquire, Inspire, Innovate, Screencast, and Podcast. Today's topic, Flipgrid. Exactly. So what is Flipgrid? Flipgrid is a tech tool that combines a little bit of a Snapchat, Instagram, and YouTube all together. It's a video response website that allows teachers to ask questions and their students to post video responses. So what makes Flipgrid beneficial? First of all, it checks for student understanding. It allows students to reflect on their own learning. You can use it in any subject area at any grade level. It promotes public speaking skills. And it gets kids to use those 21st century skills, such as video recording and properly communicating online. Exactly. Every student in your classroom is going to have a voice with this, literally and metaphorically. There are fun stickers that promote student engagement and motivation. They're allowed to be creative with this. Um, There are notes sections so that students can plan what they're going to say before they do their recording. It's very easy to use and easy to set up. And as you'll see a little bit later, your um, videos are, are organized by classes. And the best part is it's free to use. Um, last year, this wasn't the case, but this year, educators are, have a free subscription. So now, how do you use Flipgrid? You can see here, if you're watching from our screencast, I'm already at the Flipgrid website. And I got there by going to www.flipgrid.com. Once you were there, go ahead and click on Educator Login. Now it'll probably already log me in and that's okay. What you will see first when you log in, it will prompt you to log in via your Google email address. Just go ahead and walk through those motions. Once you are here, you will see my grids and you're going to see my classes that are already set up. For Flipgrid, classes are called grids. I'm going to walk you through how to set up your own grid so that you can sort of pause the video at any time if you need to and set up your own classes. Click on new grid. And then you will see select a grid community type. Hit the drop down arrow and choose school email domain. This will come into play here uh, on the next screen. The next thing you see is name your grid, name it uh, whatever your class title is. You can have more than one grid. If you teach more than one period of the same class, name it science period one or science period two, whatever you decide. For this, I'm just gonna name mine as example. Scroll down here, you get to choose a header. I'm just going to choose uh, the city here. Hit next. And now this is where you'll need to enter your school email domain. Now, if you work in our school district, ours is at hasdtigers.com, and then you must hit enter. If you are not a member of our school district, you will just need to put in your own school district domain. The reason being is so that students, when they go to log in, it allows them to be able to be a member of your grid. Then click launch my grid. And then you're going to see here a couple of things where you can customize your grid if you'd like to rename it. You can view it as a student, share your grid out via a link. But for this, I'm just going to hit all set. So now that we have our grid, a couple of things here on the screen, you first can add co-pilots, which all that that means is a co-teacher. So if you co-teach any uh, subjects, certainly add those to your Flipgrid class. And you can now set up a topic. Now a topic is an activity. So you can do so by clicking new topic. 
you'll see first that you can name this a certain way. I'm going to put um, example topic for uh, this topic tip. Uh, this is useful because if there's something for sure that you want your learners to remember to do, you type that in here, but it is only optional. The video response time, when you drop down, you can click how long you want it to be. Uh, for my class, I usually do about two and a half to three minutes, depending on how in-depth the questions are, because you don't want kids to be just rambling on. And you can also choose the topic display date. So if you want this to display you know, in a week from now, you can certainly set that. The next section you'll see here is the topic description and question. When you put your cursor in there, this is where you type in your questions. You can type in as much as you want, but you do only have a 500 characters maximum limit. Section two, the video privacy. Uh, if you want video moderation, this just simply means that they must be, videos must be approved before they become visible to other students. Uh, you can certainly check that. Scrolling to section three, topic status. This active means that if you want it to be shown or if you want it to be frozen, meaning nobody will see it until a certain date, you can look here at the launch and freeze dates. Section four is the topic resource. This is where you can record a video to share with your students so that they know what to do and everything with that. You can add an image or what, add an emoji, whatever you would like. For mine, I like to add a, a video just because I think that students at first are kind of iffy with uh, video recording themselves. So I kind of show that there's nothing to be afraid of. So I video record my own self just so that they feel a little bit more comfortable. You can put in attachments here in section five. Now section six, video features is a very important section. Once students are done recording their video, they will review their video. And then the next screen they'll see is to take a selfie of themselves. And right here, you can have students be able to access stickers and drawings for their selfie or stickers only or drawings only or none if you do not want them to have that feature. They can video react, meaning once they are, are watching their peers' videos, they can react through emojis or uh, hitting the like button. They can also reply as well, which is a very beneficial feature. It helps to promote students being able to communicate digitally like we mentioned before. Uh, and then scrolling down here is also a feedback section. Then the last thing I wanna show you here is my own Flipgrid. So I gotta get there really quick. And, and this might actually be my favorite thing if you see here on my screen, uh, I'm going to go to my ELA AM class. When you see flip code, this is the code that you will be giving to students, okay? You can do that by having them type in this code or if you click on the share button, you can then get this exact link right here under grid link and push that out via your Google Classroom or however you want uh, students to get into it. That way you don't have to manually plug in each student's name. It doesn't work like that. It's very, very simple. And then also, if you click on the code itself, you can view it as a student on your whiteboard. Let me log in again. It will prompt you to do that. And then that way there is no confusion on exactly what students should be clicking and that sort of thing. And then this is exactly what a student sees in my classroom. And here you can see this was our first assignment and you can see my embarrassing selfie with uh, sticker mustaches, sunglasses, and hashtag reading. Exactly. It's very fun there. Um, so you might be thinking, how am I going to use this in my classroom? Well, some ideas, you can use it for a ticket out the door. Um, you must respond to this question before you leave my classroom today. 
very good for assessments. You know, sometimes the paper and pe pencil method is just not working for a student. So having a video recording and an assessment like that might be beneficial, especially for um, accommodating students with special needs. Uh, you can do weekly reflections on student learning just to see a recap of the week. This is what we did. This was my favorite part, something like that. Also, this is used for a digital video portfolio. If that's something you're interested in having your students make, this would be a great resource to get them started with. Uh, book talks and discussion, again, like Mr. Clark said, this can be used across all subject areas, um, math, science, social studies, reading, anything like that. So, Hey, so thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next time.